Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sort of My Podcast. This is episode 88. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, and yeah, been gone a minute. Uh, we missed E3, missed Comic-Con, but I wasn't going to miss D23 for some reason. I don't know. And there's a long story as to why this uh, has taken so long to get back, and I think some of you know that I was moving and stuff, but it's, it's so much more than that. And uh, I really want to share that with you guys. It's going to be on an episode of Suds and Buds, a solo episode, which might spin off into another thing. I don't know. But uh, I'm really going to want to know you guys' thoughts on that episode when that episode comes out. It might be this week. It might be next week. I don't know. But it's coming. And uh, it's going to be a little different, just like today's show. Today's show is going to break format. We're not going to go in the normal structure. We're just going to talk about the news. I got them plotted out. I got some details. And the first thing we're going to talk about here is the cancellation of Krypton, which actually came like days after the season two finale. Uh, Deadline reported Warner Horizon is actually already looking to bring the DC uh, series to another network, maybe DC Universe or the new HBO Max coming up, which is ridiculous because it's the third HBO streaming app fuck what are you doing uh (laughs) i never actually uh watched season two yet i have seen season one i was waiting for season two to go up on dc universe i don't know probably makes me a small part of the problem but uh sci-fi has a horrible track record with doing this to to series they they canceled another oh yeah deadly class they canceled deadly class which i heard was phenomenal and was definitely a tribute to the book but they canceled it after one season, so now I have no reason to watch it. And if this doesn't get picked up, if this story doesn't continue, I probably won't check out season two either. Because you know what? I've had enough heartbreak in my time when it comes to TV shows ending prematurely without without bringing their story to a close. And I just don't need it. I don't need another one. And uh, unfortunately, this also means the Lobo spinoff series that was being planned, that one's canceled as well. Uh, and I heard Lobo was the best part of this season, too. I heard he was dead on. But, hey, say la vie. It is what it is, and we'll see where this ends up on the back end. But for now, uh, it's in limbo. We'll see We'll see where it goes. I think they should throw it on DC Universe. It's got enough fans that if they're promising new episodes, it might bring a few more people over. I don't see it, like, bumping the numbers up huge, but you'll get a few more subscribers for that show. And, uh, that's, that's just, I don't know. Smiles, uh, sounds, 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 sounds like smart planning to me. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about this Mortal Kombat 11 combat pack trailer that came out. Uh, the first two characters revealed uh, were Shang Tsung and Nightwolf, uh, which were actually already re- released at the time of the trailer coming out, but they're the first two to show up. Uh, but with, uh, with a huge surprise, Terminator T-800 was revealed in this thing on top of Something everyone pretty much knew was coming, but uh, was nonetheless uh, welcome and surprising. Uh, Spawn uh, was also revealed in this. But the the weird, the odd man out in this combat pack is actually the Joker. Why? And I've seen the meme running around online that he looks exactly like a porn parody version. And there are screenshots from the porn parody right up next to him. Uh, so... 
interesting design there, guys. Uh, we also got Sindel in this pack, which is cool because she's a great character. Uh, I've had lots of fun uh, combating with her in the past. Uh, but unfortunately, there was no Ash Williams, uh, as was rumored. But it's not too late. Uh, they could still reveal more combat packs down the road. But as of right now, T-800 arrives on October 8th. Sindel, November 26th. Joker, January 28th. And Spawn rounds everything out on March 17th. So, uh, look forward to fatality in your way through the 80s. I don't know what that joke was about to be. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it sure was something I tried. But, uh, also, uh, keeping the video game news rolling here, uh, we got a Cell Saga reveal trailer for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, now, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, this is the latest DBZ fighter with RPG elements, kind of like a Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3, which is my most up-to-date DBZ game reference uh, for elements like that. I don't know, I guess Xenoverse falls in there as well because it's got a lot of um, RPG elements, uh, but it's more of an MMO. Uh, a lot of news, though, uh, came out at GamesCon over this week. Uh, first, a uh, new female member of the Ginyu Force, Banyo, was revealed. Uh, she apparently had a falling out with the group before the events of the show. And uh, she looks a little like Jace, who Dragon Ball Abridged affectionately labeled as a space Australian. So I wonder if she is also from the galaxy down under. <laughs> that sounded way better when it wrote it down. And I'm sorry I just busted wind into the mic there. Uh, Bandai confirmed her quest, though, is important to the overall gameplay, so she's not just a an extra, like, random thing for no reason. She's gonna be important to the plot, I suppose. Uh, Gohan, Piccolo, Vegeta, and Trunks were also announced as playable characters, with Tien, Chiaotzu, and Krillin serving as supporting characters. Uh, there's gonna be... Story-based power-ups based on the original story, like Goku learning K.O. Ken after training with King Kai. Uh, there will be a skill tree, and I, I really love this, uh, where you can level up each move. For example, you can upgrade the Kamehameha Wave to like a level 2 or a level 3, depending on how you're wanting to play the character. I love that, because you can basically make your DBZ fighter... Uh, However you want. You you can play it close to the show, or you can take them in a different direction. Uh, I, I really enjoy that element. Uh, big story missions are locked to whatever character can is canonically involved in the fight, but there will be times where you are able to choose the character you want to use, which is also nice. Like, obviously, yes, Goku goes Super Saiyan and defeats Frieza. You, you can't just mix it up and throw Krillin in there and have him do the deed, you know? But it is cool that there are going to be extra story mission things. Uh, they're like, oh, well, you know what? Let's fucking take, uh, uh, I don't know why I couldn't remember the name TN out. Although I was thinking Dodana race. <laughs> so, you know, do with that what you will. Uh, but the new trailer also revealed that the Cell Saga is going to be a part of the game. Uh, the original trailer seemed like it wouldn't go past Frieza Saga, so that was a nice reveal. I really dug that. Uh, it also focuses on Goku and Gohan's relationship in both cinematic and gameplay elements, like 
Goku carrying uh, Gohan around and uh, in an open area and flying next to a dinosaur on the flying Nimbus. Uh, there's an eating mini game flying around uh, what I think is North City, uh, basically showing that there's more, much more interactive content between characters than what uh, happens on the battlefield. I was really wanting to keep the editing, <laughs> but I keep getting a lot of spit in my mouth. Maybe this is what happens when you're, when you're not drinking on a podcast and instead you're enjoying coffee. There you go. That's, that's what you came back for. <laughs> Anyways, this game looks really great. I'm so happy with it so far. I really hope it goes into the Boo Saga, but as Cell Saga was my favorite Saga and Gohan, Super Saiyan 2 Teen Gohan is my favorite character of all time. Uh, I won't be unhappy if it doesn't go any further than this. And plus, you know what? Sequel bait. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. And what I think they might do is they might go ahead and throw the Boo Saga in there. And then the sequel will be the Super Story, uh, Dragon Ball Super Story. So, we'll have to see. Uh, why not do Dragon Ball? You know, throw a little prequel in there. I would enjoy it. I know I would buy it. I don't know about you guys, but I love Dragon Ball. Uh, moving on from there, we are going to do a little quickie comic news. We're not going to unpack it too much, but there were some things uh, specifically from Marvel that I thought were noteworthy. First off, Star Wars number 75 out in November will be the final issue of the core Marvel title that has been going since 2015. As a fan of that core title, it's kind of a bummer, but uh, I've heard this newest arc is really, really good, and honestly, kind of floated for a while there. I mean, it's not been terrible, but I, I think I'm somewhere on number 56, and it's still like, okay, all right, yeah, okay, all right, all right, okay, yeah, all right. Uh, and I love the uh, Greatest Moments variant from Chris Sprouse for this issue. So I'm excited to get that. I've asked for both the main cover and the uh, Greatest Moments variant, if you please. Also in November, Marvel is releasing a Punisher 2099 one-shot. But questions remain about whether or not it's uh, Jacob Gallows sporting the skull or not. Uh, we'll find out in this issue kind of cool i mean punisher 2099 back in the day wasn't anything particularly special but it was an interesting idea and if they can revive that and uh refresh it and make it better uh i'm all for it fine why not i mean that that is a rich element of the marvel universe that really hasn't been dissected enough and really played out to its fullest potential so yes let's bring it on uh finally and still in November, uh, Marvel is introducing Dark Captain Marvel in a story arc titled The Last Avenger, which kicks off in Captain Marvel number 12 and is going to see Carol Danvers face off against the Avengers. Just looking at the cover art and just some of the concept art of this new change for Carol, it looks really interesting. And just the, the idea of Captain Marvel versus the Avengers is just kind of a cool concept so i might actually start picking up captain marvel again but i really really gotta cancel some titles first i gotta man i gotta i gotta sure that shit up real bad uh 
Sticking with Marvel, though, but not the comics. Uh, we got some new details about the Marvel Avengers game uh, from IGN. They posted this article listing 53 details about this Avengers RPG coming from Square Enix uh, that they learned at GamesCon, and I wanted to highlight some of it. Uh, so we'll go through this list by list. Uh, or I'm sorry, bullet point by bullet point. I don't know what you say here. Broadcasting! The game is being referred to as an expansive world rather than an open world. So, me being, I, I love open world games. Fuck, just the idea of this huge world you get to play in. The, the possibility that every time you play, whether it's day to day or it's been a few months, you're probably in for something new. But expansive world is fine too. Uh, it just means that it's you can't run around and do whatever the hell you want, but it's not going to feel small. And I'm fine with that, because just from those initial videos that were coming out, it kind of looked like it was going to be going that the way of Final Fantasy XIII. And while I enjoyed some of the story elements of that, and Lightning became a pretty cool character for me, the game overall was just disappointing, and it was very tracked. I know there's a uh, a term for that in the gaming world, uh, but it, it just, it, you follow the path, you complete the task, you continue following the path until the game's over, and that's boring, and so I really hope that it's not just like that, uh, but it doesn't seem like it will, uh, because, on to the next uh, bullet point here, You'll select missions from an overworld map known as the War Table, which contains both single-player missions called Hero Missions and an up to four players in online co-op multiplayer mission uh, mode called Warzone Missions. I wrote that. Uh, which can also be played single-player, both of which uh, are actually going to advance you in the overall narrative. So it doesn't matter what you do, whether it's co-op or single-player, it is servicing the story, the, the larger universe that they're building here. And that's pretty cool. I'm not so much for online co-op multiplayer. One, I hate eating up the bandwidth with uh, for it. Uh, two, uh, I just hate people online because they get all brave and shit. Fuckers. Uh, and <laughs> it's just, you know, it's one thing for my buddy to sit there and call me an asshole. Uh, it's another thing for like some 14 year old kid who probably is going to use words that he doesn't know the weight behind and I'm, I'm not going to educate him, you know? Uh, yeah, I just, I don't like online multiplayer, but it'll be cool if, uh, they elaborate a little bit. Maybe there's some local multiplayer that can be done here. Uh, I don't know, but it does, it does give you a variety. Uh, also, depending on the gear you have equipped, uh, you may be able to access otherwise inaccessible areas. So there are always going to be little places that if you're not wearing the right gear, you're not going to get access to. And that, ah, fuck, it's so fun figuring that stuff out. And I know nowadays most kids or hell adults are just going to pop on YouTube and watch some other guy do it, and then go do it themselves, and that just feels empty. I like to discover those things on my own. And yes, 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 in my younger years, in my uh, youth, I used cheat codes and stuff like that, and walkthroughs, and I would, I had, uh, you know, game guides and stuff, but at least that still felt like 
there was at least a little more work into it instead of like what's the point why even go do it after you watch the guy go do it you know fuck and i'm sure there are people who uh, who watch the video and then stop before the big reveal is done they just want the information of how to get there and they'll do the rest themselves and that's fine i guess uh, you know eh, hey stream of consciousness <laughs> consciousness and i guess conscience too you know i really had to make some personal uh, empathetic decisions there <laughs> Uh, okay, heroes uh, will also have individual skill trees, and as I've already said in this episode, I like skill trees, uh, and this is going to allow you to build your hero the way you want. For example, Thor can be played using more of his lightning and flying abilities, or he can be built as a higher HP, tankier character, and that's really cool. I can play the Avengers the way I want to play the Avengers, and I'm 100% down with that. Uh, cosmetics for playable characters will be available for purchase through the in-game marketplace and feature original and fan favorite designs, but will not have any effect on gameplay. Now that's, that's a little, uh, we're, we're going to get to something here in just a second. That's kind of going to balance that out. But me personally, I love cosmetics. Uh, the Spider-Man PS4 game had a few suits in there that had no, like, added abilities. It came with no extra techniques or anything that you could do with Spider-Man. But I still loved it because, ooh, look at the shiny, cool suit. Oh, I remember reading that issue, you know? Uh, just that type of stuff. I dig it. Uh, now, what does it mean by for purchase through in-game marketplace? Dunno. But, uh, hopefully that just means is like, oh, get get Avengers coins in the game while you play. The better you do in the mission, the more Avengers coins you get, and then the Avengers coins are going to be spent on cosmetics and stuff. And that would be cool. That's fine. Uh, in-game purchases? Fuck you, not going to do them. <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Uh, gear, however, uh, will affect gameplay and become available th as you play through missions. Now, see, that's the thing that balances that out. Uh, because while your cosmetics don't do anything for the gameplay or the story or anything like that, uh, the gear, however, does upgrade you and give you bonuses and stuff like that. And you, you have to unlock them. And I'm sure just like with certain... Uh, areas not being available unless you're wearing the right stuff. I'm sure you can't get all of the gear unless you perform this task or that task. And uh, that, that gives you incentive to go back through and try again and try harder and get better. And that's that's really cool. I love that type of stuff. Now, that, that second half there is not confirmed. But still, gear being uh, an upgrade modification for your Avengers, all for it. Uh, and finally... Regions, new heroes, and Warzone missions containing new story beats will be part of post-launch DLC at no additional charge. That, right there, my friends, that is how it should be. Now, personally, I miss the days when all of this shit was in-game and lockable, but in-game unlockable, but... <laughs> It's uh, It says something uh, for them to be doing it this way because while it doesn't screw us into having, having to spend a crap ton of money just for more story, uh, it gives them time to work on some of that stuff, uh, harvest ideas that they couldn't fully realize while they were making the core game, and I am 
all about that. Man, yes, please take your time. Please harvest them good idea nuggets and uh, give them to us for free. I'm all about it. Uh, we are going to uh, jump out of the video game news, though, and start talking Star Wars. Uh, first thing, we got a trailer for The Mandalorian, and I am all about it. Uh, first of all, this looks like a full-budget, like, $250 million movie. Uh, so they for sure haven't skimped on quality in the visual department, and I'm so thankful for that. They've done such a fantastic job making this thing look good, and that gives me uh, all the the feels for the MCU shows that are coming up, too, because if they're not scrimping here, they're not going to scrimp there. Uh, shots of a lot of interesting characters, most notably and presumably bounty hunters. Uh, also, death troopers, like from Rogue One. You remember those guys? Uh, man, I'm all about that. Uh, first of all, there's this Twi'lek chick who just turns over with a sly smile. I'm like, she's going to be a badass character. I know I'm going to really like that character. Uh, yeah, there's, there's so much going on there. So many people, uh, we're going to meet and learn about, uh, what, uh, Carl Weathers is in this thing. First of all, you gotta love Carl Weathers. And second of all, I don't know a damn thing about his character. I, I 100%, I don't think I've ever once took the time to remember that character's name, but if he's effective, then that won't matter because he will leave an impression. Uh, there's going to be plenty of action in this too. The whole uh, last half of this trailer is action. And I mean that moment with the door, that's brutal. So the, you are not going to be bored on that front either. And the whole thing takes place, uh, during one of my favorite times in star Wars lore, which is just prior to the fall of the empire. That, that area of, the saga is just so rich and there's so many interesting elements to it because a government, a, a governing body has fallen. And so the, the galaxy has to kind of learn how to create their own law in the midst of the new Republic being, uh, established. So anyway, it, it, just for me, uh, world to world, that is a very interesting time. Uh, also it was revealed that Ming, ne Oh, man, why do I always do this with names? Ming-Na Wen, uh, Agent May on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., was announced as part of the cast, and uh, I just learned this. She does most of her own stunts on Agents, so that's pretty rad. Uh, I, I love her in a lot of the things I'm familiar with her being a part of. Apparently, she does a lot of voiceover work, too, so I'm sure I've seen a bunch of stuff, and I'm just not aware that it's her. I mean, we're talking... Uh, the OG Mulan here. So, uh, yeah, welcome edition. I'm really hyped for this thing. Man, it makes it so worth getting Disney Plus uh, on the day because that is when this shows up. Uh, day one, November 12th, Disney Plus comes out. You're watching episode one of The Mandalorian. I do believe they are uh, partitioning this thing out week to week, which is fine. You know what? There are shows you binge, and then there are shows... That it's just it's nice to live in that anticipation and just like what's gonna happen? I don't know. Gotta wait another four days. Uh, well, that was, and that was me three days into it. Explanation joke. <laughs> so, uh, but that wasn't all the Star Wars news we got from D twenty three. Uh, there was also a new 
Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker trailer, and I've been trying to keep myself away from new trailers. Like, I, I haven't watched the new Rambo one. I haven't watched the new Terminator one. I haven't watched the second uh, It Chapter 2 one. I'm just trying to leave a little more mystery. If the first trailer gets me, I don't need another trailer. You've already got me. Let's do this. Uh, but I understand that people want more and more and more, and that's fine. Put out your trailers. I'm just probably not going to watch them. But this is Star Wars, man. Uh, now, more than half of it is a clip show from, like, the prior eight core films. And that's fine, man. It gave me the chills, and I liked it, and, and it was fun taking that little mini-minute uh, ride with them. Uh, and it, then it leads in to the, the newer stuff, which, uh, you know, it's just a, a bunch of, like, here's a shot of this, and here's a shot of that, and, oh, here's a questionable shot, and here's a shot you expect, and here's a shot you expect. Now, one shot... Uh, that was really heartwarming is a shot of Princess Leia, uh, or I guess General Leia, and I guess th that Leia clip is just a heavily edited shot from when she greets uh, the Falcon uh, at the end of Force Awakens, but you really can't tell unless some asshole on a podcast points it out. So you're welcome for that. But it's just, I point that out because it's remarkable what they've done. Because honestly, until somebody pointed it out for me, no clue. I was like, oh, look, new footage of Leia. Nope. <laughs> it's actually footage I've already seen probably like 15 times now. Uh, the part with the red eyes uh, 3PO is really intriguing. Maybe he's channeling his inner triple zero. And if you don't know who that is, you got to read you some Star Wars, Dr. Aphra. Uh, really fun uh, it's it's kind of hard to explain exactly what the genre of that thing is, but it's great. It's anti-hero goodness at its best, I'll tell you that much. Uh, some parts of this are clearly Force Vision shots, though. Uh, like uh, Star the Star Destroyers, Dark Side Ray. So I don't know what everyone is losing their minds for. When I saw those, I was like, ooh, cool. Definitely a Force Vision, but cool. Uh <laughs> And so, and why and how and in what, like, terms do they, these visions exist? That I am interested in finding out, and that is fun to speculate, but people are just losing their minds over the Dark Side Ray thing, and man, just chill the fuck out. You know what? Mostly, the, the biggest thing I got from this trailer was that I am just glad the haters cannot ruin star wars for me and i i put myself on the battlefield for episode eight and i stand by it i loved that movie it was great uh, is it top three probably not but it's definitely good it's definitely star wars worthy and i respect that ryan johnson was trying to do something different good but you know that aside what I mean by it, they haven't ruined it for me is because it's it's easy to let stuff like that chip away at you and go like, you know what, I just don't care. Because on the other side of it, whatever happens, there's going to be these assholes. And watching this trailer, I still got all the feels. I got all the excitement. I got the goose pimple. I'm, I'm getting them right now talking about it. <laughs> It's so good. I love Star Wars, and none of you fucking assholes can ruin it for me. Fuck you. So, <laughs> finally, though, we got one more Star Wars new, uh, bit of news to talk about here. Uh, and rounding it out, D23 Star Wars news in general, I pre I'm pretty sure this was like the last thing announced. It was a 
officially, officially announced that Ewan McGregor will be reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi in an upcoming Disney Plus series focused on the character. Uh, According to Kathleen Kennedy, all the scripts have been written for the series and it's going to begin filming in 2020, just next year. Uh, and I just heard yesterday, actually, on the Star Wars show, I was a little behind watching it, uh, this series is actually set eight years after Revenge of the Sith, which is also a very interesting time uh, in in the Star Wars saga because this is the establishment of the Empire. And by this point, the Empire's got to be full on. It's, it's up and running. <laughs> and... So we're going to be maybe seeing an eight-year-old Luke here and stuff. It's just so many ways this can go right. I I choked down a burp just now. I wanted you to know that. I, I'm, I care about you guys. Hold on. Let me get another sip of coffee. Cool. Anyways, so uh, I don't know. Obi-Wan's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I really have on that one. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's a cool idea. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor. Uh, they'll probably have to age him up a little bit. You know, some time in the desert probably didn't do his skin very good. But, hey, Fidge, look, I'm not attacking the man for his age. You know, I'm sure he's young and spry, but you don't need to yell at me. I'm sure he's still practicing the Force. Look, we're not going to know until we know, Fidget. Sorry for her outburst, everybody. It was really uncalled of for her. And we'll be talking about this later, me and her. She's really been antsy. Yeah, she's an intern. She doesn't have anything to do on this show if we're not doing the show. So now we're doing the show. And closing out the show. Actually, not closing out the show because there's one more part. I don't know why I said that, but we're going to talk about D23 MCU announcements. And again, we're going to go through this uh, list point by list point, bullet point by bullet point, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't know broadcasting, okay? I'm only 88 episodes into this thing. All right? Cut me some slack. First, Black Panther 2 received a release date, May 6, 2022. Uh, no story details or tagline were made available, but it does look like it's on the slate. Now, whether this falls uh, into Phase 5 or is like a cap to Phase 4, I don't know. A lot of people are throwing Namor around as uh, the protagonist in this bad boy. I think that's a pretty cool idea. I mean, they did lay the groundwork there in Endgame with the Tremors under the ocean. So let's see where that goes. But uh, yeah, so far we've just got a release date, uh, which is basically just Marvel saying, yeah, chill, it's there. Uh, The Eternals cast were brought on stage to stand in front of concept images of their characters, uh, all of which look like uninspired Asgardian designs, but uh, still not bad. I mean, it's still quality, but once you're 10 years into this, over 20 films into this, it's like... Okay, well, that's kind of the standard now. They do look good, but it's also basic hat, you know. Uh, But what was really surprising about the Eternals panel was that Kit Harington, who you may know as Jon Snow, uh, exactly what show he was on, I'm not real sure. Uh, But (laughs) he was uh, announced to be Dane Whitman, a.k.a. the Black Knight. Uh, who will appear in the film as well. 
and I think that's a good casting. That's pretty good casting. Uh, we'll we'll see what he does with it. I, I mean, so far I really just know him as Jon Snow. So I'm interested in seeing how talented this guy is. What other uh, personas he can portray. Uh, moving on to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was revealed that Emily Van Camp will return to the role of Sharon Carter for the series, and a new character, John Walker, aka the U.S. Agent, uh, will be a part of the show as well, who I believe is probably gonna be, like, the other villain of this thing, uh, more of a protagonist than an antagonist, or I'm sorry, an antagonist than a protagonist, uh, because we also know that Baron Zemo's coming back for this thing, so... It'll probably be a little of column A, a little of column B. But uh, bringing Sharon Carter back, cool. I mean, that kind of enters S.H.I.E.L.D. back into the fray, possibly. But uh, we'll see where that goes. WandaVision uh, had some returning and new character announcements as well. Uh, Kat Dennings, of all people, will return as arguably the worst thing about the Thor films, Darcy Lewis. Uh and Randall Park will return as Jimmy Woo. And then a uh, new character <laughs> being introduced as the nosy neighbor. And that is all the information I have about that. Uh, will be played by Catherine Hong. So uh, that's pretty cool. I am absolutely down for Jimmy Woo to come back because I really enjoy that character. Uh, Darcy Lewis, I mean, sure. Okay, you know. Third time's a charm. Let's let's bring her out. Let's see what she's got. What she has to do with Wanda's story, though, let that that boggles my mind. Like wh- how she plays into this is uh, I-, I can't even fathom. But uh, the show was described as a classic sitcom, ha- half full MCU spectacular. So really, anything's on the table. This thing's gonna be off the wall, and I am down. I, I want to see what that kind of MCU show looks like and something else uh MCU show-ish uh that got revealed was the episode count and uh, quite a few details about Marvel's What If series the animated series taking place in the MCU uh the episode count will be a surprising 23 episodes three of which will be what if Peggy Carter took the super soldier serum to become Captain Britain, what if Steve Rogers became Iron Man, and the number one story everyone's been clamoring for, Marvel Zombies. And that still leaves 20 more episodes unrevealed. So (laughs) this is a rich playground for just writers to have fun in this universe that's been established over the past decade. And it was also confirmed that almost every cast member of the MCU would lend their voices to the series, with the first mentioned by name being Haley Atwell, who returned to Peggy Carter. So this show is going to be phenomenal. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously the animation style is a big thing and I think it would be really interesting if they did kind of a different animation style for every episode that would be fascinating but honestly it's just going to be quality the writing will likely be great we know the the cast talent is good we've experienced that so I'm I'm 100% excited for this at first I was like Okay, what if? Really cool idea. Like, yeah, sure, let's see that. But the more and more it comes out about it, the more jazzed up I get. Uh, Finally, in the D23 MCU news, 
uh, were some new MCU shows being announced. First of all, Moon Knight, then Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk were announced to be joining the slate of Disney Plus MCU shows, bringing the number of those shows uh, that will actually be working in tandem with the movies to seven. I am all about it. People have been saying they wanted a Moon Knight movie forever, and now we get even better, even better, a Moon Knight in the streets TV series. Super cool. Honestly, I can't say too much on the part for Miss Marvel. I am down with the representation, the diversity. Sure, bring it on. It's just, I haven't really read much of her in the comics. Uh, I know she idolizes Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. I know she is an inhuman, uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, or a mutant. I'm pretty sure it's inhuman, though, and I'm aware of her abilities. But other than that, uh, Kamala Khan is not too deep on my radar, or too prevalent on my radar. I guess she would be deep on the radar, as in off of it. But, uh, yeah, I'm not 100% sure what to think about that. I will absolutely be watching the show, but it's it's good, nonetheless. And then finally, She-Hulk. This is a really interesting one, because honestly, I didn't think they could do this without Universal's okay. Uh, but uh, the semantics of that aside, it's just going to be really interesting seeing, like, a seven foot six green muscular woman in a courtroom arguing uh <laughs> for her her client that's gonna be super awesome i can't wait to see that uh now finally the last story really i'm gonna talk about here is uh we're gonna talk about my thoughts on this whole mcu spider-man situation now all of the details are out there so if you really, 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 really want to dig deep into the news on it, it's out there. And honestly, I highly suggest you do because a lot of people are just spouting off what they've read on the headlines. I just wanted to talk about my thoughts on it, my feelings about the thing. And maybe you don't care. So, hey, time code's down below. But uh, getting into this, digging into this, first thing I want to talk about is the villainizing of Sony or Marvel, or, uh, well, rather Disney, I guess, because since the thing started, people have been pointing fingers of blame. And the reason I have a problem with this is because people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Most people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're just slapping Disney down because they're like, oh, they're, what they wanted was ridiculous. <laughs> well, you know what's not ridiculous? Sharing the profits if you're sharing the cost, and that is what they want. Sure, they also came out of the box with wanting to keep 100% in the merchandising, and that is arguably greedy, but their deal, initially, their opening offer was 50-50 on the cost, 50-50 on the profit. Done deal. That's not unfair. If anything, that is literally the definition of fair it's right down the middle so how does that make them assholes and now that coupled with the f uh, the fact that and I, I feel like this should be basic knowledge i feel like anyone should know this because it's just common sense if you're going into negotiations or if you are trying to sell somebody something you come in with your top offer. You come in with the 
almighty of what you want out of this situation. If they turn that down and they most likely will turn that down, you have backup deals. And I guarantee you that is what Disney was doing. They came in with the, here is the, the top what we want. Here's the Ayatollah. And they expected Sony to, uh, to not accept that deal. And then they were going to come out with their real offer or maybe another, a little egregious offer. And then their third offer was the real offer. This is what they really want. That's just business. And, and listen to me, listen to this. I work at a window factory doing logistics and I know that. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of common sense. I, I, I mean, fuck it. If I were working at McDonald's, I'd still know that. So, yeah, people trying to say that Disney is a piece of shit and we need to boycott them. Nah, that's, that's just not the way that should be going. Uh, and, and not like Sony was necessarily a piece of shit, but what Sony did tells me from the get-go that they didn't want to make a deal. They had no intentions, and you hear about the reports, and yes, none of them are confirmed, but you hear about the reports of the talks in, in behind the scenes over at Sony where the president of Sony feels like he doesn't need Disney or the MCU anymore. They can do their own Spider-Man movie. They've learned enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, Venom. Uh, you know. yeah, yeah, you made a shit ton of money on that movie, but that wasn't because it was actually good. You made a shit ton of money on that movie because it was Venom. And because, like, I, I guess people have been waiting for it for fucking years. So, yeah, you already had butts in the seats. Whatever. This isn't a review for Venom. What, what, what I mean to say there is, though, is that it doesn't... I don't think it mattered what Disney was going to say. I think they were ready to walk away from the table before they ever even sat down to it. And, and that's just my feeling on it. Now... Just to close out that thought, like I said, there is more than enough readily available articles for you to read the details of everything that was plotted out from the beginning to the end. So please, I, I implore you, find those, read them thoroughly, and make up your own mind based on that. But just just stop reading articles and basing your opinion on that. If you don't have time to actually do the research, then you don't really give a shit. So why are you giving your opinion? I don't know. That's, that, that's again, a whole other subject. But what does this mean for me and Spider-Man films moving forward? Well, honestly, I... This is, I, I've come to a hypocritical crossroads because I've always been of a mind that protesting doesn't really accomplish much. And that, that again, is a whole other subject. There are so many whole other subjects built within this subject. But, uh, and on top of that, just boycotting films or TV shows or whatever, for whatever reason. Because, look, there are so many other elements to it. It's not just Sony and bad writing. It's, it's you know, uh, gaffers and PAs and uh, makeup artists and digital effects creators. All of these people are pouring their time and attention and heart soul into these movies, and that uh, you're not you're not proving anything if you if you shut them down, you know. But honestly, 
this is such a bad business decision and it and it and it affects something I love way more than I should. Like honestly, these are just movies. These are this is just a small little pocket of our world. Just a tiny little thing and it doesn't really matter. None of this really matters. It it has no effect on the world at large. But somehow some way I am still fucking furious about this. I am I am still I feel deeply affected by this thing that should not deeply affect anyone at all. But uh, uh, that being said, I th- I think I'm gonna boycott Sony Marvel movies, <laughs> and not not with a a fucking sign in the air or not trying to recruit people with me. This is just my own personal like, nah, fuck it. You have taken a really exciting element out of something I love as much as Star Wars. I may love more than Star Wars, so I. I just cannot support them moving forward from that, honestly. And I, I wasn't even really excited for Venom 2. I don't like that movie. Like, the more and more we move on from having seen it, the less I care about it. And I don't remember a lot about it. And that just spells disaster for for that movie in my uh, own mind. And so I wasn't really excited for Venom 2. Throw Spider-Man in there. Sure, I don't give a fuck. Just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a bummer. It's it's really a, just a, a bummer, a fury-inducing, depressing bummer. And I just, I, I don't want to see their Morbius movie. I don't want to see their next Spider-Man reboot. Uh, there is a twinge in me that if the next Spider-Man movie is technically a third movie to the Tom Holland stuff and it's got Tom Holland in it um maybe I don't know but I just I just you know I've been burned so fucking much from them and people keep saying Spider-Verse well, don't don't be so hard on them. I mean look at Spider-Verse and they're touting Spider-Verse as their way of like oh we figured out the formula we we did it you know why Spider-Verse was successful because they didn't have faith in it because it was a cartoon. And so they let the creators do what they wanted and see their vision through. And <gasps> a good movie came out of it. Possibly one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. Wow. You mean a studio not interfering with the product actually produced something good? Yeah, that's the fucking story of Spider-Verse. Don't fucking throw Spider-Verse at me. No, I will not give them that accolade. Their name is on it, and that's it. Their money made it, and that's it. So, yeah, I I mean, there may be deeper elements to that, but I do know the surface shit for the Spider-Verse movie, and, and yeah, that's what we're looking at there. So, yeah. I don't know, you know, call me an asshole, call me an idiot, I I don't give a fuck, uh, you know, say I'm sucking off the tea to Disney, say that I'm an apologist, I don't, I don't give a fuck, honestly, well, I, this is just, this is how I feel about the thing, based out of my informed opinion, out of my researched opinion, 
because I did want to know. I wanted to blame someone too. I did want to know who was at fault here. And honestly, this comes prematurely because there was a third Spider-Man movie on the table. That was supposed to happen. And I, I guess these talks were going to go down at this time anyways. But honestly, Sony could have just given Disney the runaround, let the third movie get made under the current deal that they have, and then cut ties from there. Fine. That would have been a more classy way to handle it. And I hear that they're in talks. And I hear that there's some announcement supposed to be made, possibly this week. Uh, I thought it was supposed to be last week, but then again, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly how that's supposed to be going. And that's mostly just rumors from We Got This Covered. Now, WeGotThisCovered.com, not shitting on them. A lot of times they're dead on, but sometimes they post that that gotcha, or, well, not, I don't know, clickbait is the term. That clickbait bullshit based on the slightest little bit of a rumor they heard from a guy who heard something from a guy who might have known somebody who worked on the thing. And, oh, and by the way, Cosmic Book News, though, Cosmic, not Comic Book News, but CosmicBookNews.com, that is a trash site. If you quote anything to me from that site, I'm going to laugh you off. Uh, <laughs> is, yeah, I, I almost got, a, they almost got me the first time I ever saw an article by them. And then I read the article. I actually read the article and yeah, no, uh, they're, they're full of shit most of the time. So anyways, that is, that's how I feel about the whole Spider-Man thing. I probably went on too long. If there are some elements, if you actually want to discuss some of that with me, actually have a conversation and not just throw fucking uh, flashy words to make me look like a dickhead or, you know, and especially if you're just an article and uh, article title informed asshole, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk about it with you. Uh, but if you have an informed opinion and you want to talk about that, leave it down in the comments. Let, let's talk about any of the stuff, uh, up above, uh, in this show in the comments, but finally we're going to go ahead and cap this thing off by getting caught up. Let's let's talk about what I've been up to and what I've been listening to, watching and reading and all that good stuff. Uh, and we're, I'm going to try and make this a little quick because uh, we are we're at the 15-minute mark here. So, anyways, uh, first up, Spider-Man's life story. Wow. Um, probably too late for you to track down individual issues of this, uh, unless it's like maybe the third or fourth, or, or uh, what is it, the fourth or fifth issue. They're probably still on shelves. But when this comes out in trade, look for it. It is a look at Spider-Man's life progressed as if it had actually aged appropriately. How do I explain that? Because, you know, comic books, they reboot and then, oh, all of a sudden this character that's been around for 60 years is now 25 again. Uh, but this is what if Spider-Man had gotten his powers in the 60s and then progressed decade through decade. And it is really interesting the way they tie together all of these major stories in Spider-Man's life, but also have them affect him differently because of the way he's aged or the, the trials and turmoil and trauma that he's been through over the decades. It's just, it's so fascinating. Uh, issue six is in my pool. Now the final issue, I am so excited to read it. I cannot wait to finish this one. It's so damn good. And I hope others spin out of this. I would love to see Iron Man life story. I would love to see 
uh, Captain America life story. That that would just be fascinating. I really, 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 really love this book. Uh, I recently watched the entirety of Mr. Show with Bob and David. Wow. Honestly, there are so many things that I have watched or read and uh, they came, I imagine they came from this, uh, this being the original. And I never knew. I never knew. There is a movie called Run, Ronnie, Run. It's an awful movie. It's just a bad movie. But, ah, fuck, it's a guilty pleasure for me. I love it regardless. I recognize all its flaws. I recognize all of its very, very offensive nature in some moments. But it is it is a big joke. And, uh, yeah, people got to learn how to take a joke a little bit more these days. But it, that being said, it is just a shit movie. <laughs> But I love it. And that originates from this episode one uh, of Mr. Show. Boom. Ronnie Dobbs. Uh, uh, (laughs) It's such a good show, though. It's very funny. Very, uh, very, very. What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? I know this fucking word. Satirical. (laughs) There it is. Uh, Also, I've been showing Vin the Star Wars films. It's been going okay. He, he definitely is not as into the original trilogy as I had hoped. We had started watching with the original trilogy. Honestly, I wish we'd have started with Rogue One. But we started with A New Hope, moved on through. Now we're finishing up the prequels, and then we're going to jump ahead. We're just going to leave Rogue One and Solo out. We're just going to keep it to the core series. Because uh, he's seen Rogue One. I know he's even seen Rogue One recently. Uh, I don't think he's seen Solo, but he can watch that on his own time. I still enjoy the film. Stand by it. But uh, we're going to go ahead and jump ahead into the sequel trilogy. And then obviously go watch it on in December episode 9. Uh, but that's that's been going well enough. He enjoys the prequels more than he enjoyed the, uh, the original trilogy. But... Uh, seems like he, he really thinks highly of Empire Strikes Back. So, hey, we, we got a win there, everybody. Uh, also, keeping with the Star Wars thing, I've finally been playing the story mode on Star Wars Battlefront 2. Really good. One, really fun when you're playing with the, uh, actual, like, main character heroes of the Star Wars franchise. You know, Luke, Leia, Han. It's been a good time. But the story is really interesting, too. And I, if you're not familiar, it's about a basically a black ops trooper uh, for the Empire defecting and uh, joining the rebellion and uh, how that story uh, is affected. And again, it takes place post fall of the Empire, one of my favorite uh, areas of the saga to unpack. And, uh, it's, it's just, uh, most of it takes place a few months afterwards, but you also get to experience a little thing called Operation Cinder, and I'll just leave it at that. You should check it out. Star Wars Battlefront 2 was a big improvement from Star Wars Battlefront. And yes, I know there were still problems with EA and their, and their bullshit, uh, you know, pay to, to win elements, but... As far as just gameplay goes, as far as the story mode goes, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Um, let's see. I di- as as much as we talked about it on here, I didn't go see Lion King. I uh, maybe I'll catch it on Disney Plus. Uh, just I, you know everything that's been going on, which again will be a subject for a suds and buds, a solo suds and buds uh, Star Wars story. I just didn't want to go see it. You know. 
I didn't care enough. Uh, but I did go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and wow, that is a very different Quentin Tarantino film. Obviously, it, it, it reeks of his style, but his storytelling is a little different in this one. And it's just, it's got so many very dynamic characters. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I highly suggest you see it if it's, I don't think it's still in theaters, but if it is, go check it out. You won't be disappointed. Um, you know, stellar cast, stellar, uh, stellar storytelling, and of course, towards the end there, it throws you for a loop. You, you do not see that coming. I was, I was on the edge of my seat for, for the climax of this film. But, uh, yeah, really good. I mean, other than that, guys, just the same old, same old. Still watching wrestling. Um, I, I fell off there for a couple months. And then they brought Paul Heyman in to run Raw. They brought Eric Bischoff in to run SmackDown. We're not talking on screen. We're talking uh, not kayfabe. We're talking behind-the-scenes shit. And it's gotten better. Man, I mean, we're talking like... This is the kind of show that brought me into wrestling in the first place. Uh, and I'm excited talking about it again. And, uh, yeah, just really, really good stuff. Uh, they're definitely changing their game up again. Or maybe they're going back to basics behind the scenes. I'm not sure. But it's it's been going well. And I've just been keeping up with the, the TV shows that I keep up with. Haven't been going to the movies too much. Uh, you know, just been just been watching the stuff. I'm watching Glow right now i'm almost done i think i have one more episode of season three and we finished uh stranger things as season three as well um not gonna spoil it i think we're in spoiler territory i think we could i could if i wanted to but i'm just not because some people have trouble getting caught up you know but uh it was good i do want to say that and it, 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 it i'm not even gonna say it. I, what I was just about to say about the ending, but it's just, it's really good, but it's a very different season too. It's not, not very comparable to the other two seasons. It is its own thing. Uh, yeah, good times. Anyways, let me know what you guys have been watching or getting caught up on. We'll discuss those down in the comments below too. comment guys. Let's get a dialogue going. It's just me and you now, you know, it's just us and we don't have many more of these. So let's talk. We are still ending at episode 100. I'm so sorry about that. And by by Zod as my witness, I will get those two fuckers in a room to do the 100th episode. Uh, Yeah, we're talking about filming something too. But that's a whole other thing. And I'm not going to talk about it. You know why? Because every time I talk about that shit, it never happens. So I'm just going to get it done and then drop it on you at random with no warning. Kind of like how I did this episode. Because maybe you saw the random post yesterday. I was like, hey. Uh, episode 88 is coming tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. Uh, if there's something I didn't cover that I missed over the past couple of months, just let me know down in the comments below. Uh, just comment, you know, guys, Hey, share, you know, subscribe, uh, like this episode. If you like it, subscribe. If you loved it, that whole spiel, honestly, I'm not going to go through the th whole thing. I haven't been keeping up with the, uh, social medias and stuff. And honestly, I don't really know what I want. Honestly, if this is for me, if this is just going to be about me now, then I, I don't know, you know, I'm going to figure it out from here. We'll, we'll have, I'll have it figured out by next episode. Uh, anyways, you know, everything's in the description down below. Go like what you want. Go follow what you want. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the human. This has been sort of my podcast and I will catch you on the next episode next week. I fucking promise.
Oh yeah, cue that promising outro music. 